Hi again, everybody. Tom Oglesby in the FM 98.3 KCRD studios. This is The Chatter. Colleen Pasnick, Janet Wigner. And join us as we begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, Remember, O most most gracious Virgin Mary, that that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Janet, what kind of news headlines we got this week? Oh, another fantastic (laughs) news week. Probably the biggest one that people are starting to hear is um, Pope Francis bans the unvaccinated individuals from entering Vatican City, and this becomes effective October 1st. They need to holler unclean and ring a bell. <laughs> yes, I think so. Good one, Tom. Yes. That is. A- <laughs> you should draw a cartoon with that. I'm not, you've seen me draw. It's not, it's not very well. Yeah, yeah they're, it's the theater of the mind here. It's, it's crazy. I didn't. As old as I am, I did not think that we would ever come to being denied out of the Vatican. I mean, probably what, aside from Israel and Jerusalem, the number one pilgrimage spot in the world? Well, they did the same thing with Attila. They asked the Hun to stay on the north side of uh, Rome. You were there. You were there. I remember it clearly. That day it was sunny and... I'm like, who? Folks, I want you to know they're both a half step slow tonight. But he went out. He kept the Attila, the Hun, out to come out and say, knock it off. Get out of here. And and that Hun guy turned around. So there was no iPhone to show your passport, nothing like that. Yeah, they're they're talking about having the green pass. Okay, why is it called the green pass? I'm not sure, but I, I'm wondering, does it have to do with climate change? I mean, I don't know why. Klaus going. said, call it the green pass. Because <laughs> Klaus Schwab said to call it the green oh. pass. Mr. Pontiff, call it green. Is it green because that's ordinary time? Yeah. Could be. It's yeah. just Best ordinary. Oh, you're good. You're good. There you go. So part of this green pass is going to be making sure that you're either double vaxxed or that you've already had like a PCR test or a rapid antigen test with negative results in the last 48 hours upon entrance into the eternal city on Earth. (laughs) And then also... (laughs) This is reminiscent of Monty Python, isn't it? (laughs) Remember the Holy Grail with the knight at the bridge there? Oh, yeah. None shall pass. None shall pass. pass. We've lost an arm and a leg, and I'm not done yet. It's just a flesh wound. It's a flesh wound, yeah. So funny. But isn't it curious they call it the green pass? So, like, do you have to recycle a certain number of pounds of paper a week? Mm. I mean, are they? what are they tracking here? Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I just find it interesting that I don't get it. I mean, this is the church. This is the Catholic church, the one founded by Christ, the one who produced numerous saints that are martyrs. And I always think of Damien Molokai on the Hawaiian Islands that had... Uh, to the leper colony, he he went to them, and he ended up getting leprosy himself and died. Come on, right? I've got Get the I've got the vision of the uh, of the Jews of Galilee heading uh, 
east to walk around Samaria to get to the Jerusalem for the high holy days here. We can't uh, mingle with the unclean here. I was just thinking, I mean, come on, you guys. Jesus talked about this in Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who are burdened and fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. Come on, mm-hmm. that's scripture. Yeah, yeah, that was verse what again, uh, Colleen? Matthew 11. It's in there. Sure. There it's are in uh, Corinthians. It's not yeah. in the book of Corinthians. Yeah. yeah. Corinthians. Yeah. The King Colleen version. Yeah. Go to something else. I'm going to just burst out laughing uncontrollably. This is, they're having a lot of fun with this topic. I think, I think it deserves mocking. Yeah. Because there's another church, uh, not church, bishop in uh, New Brunswick. So I think if my Canada geography is correct, New Brunswick's like north of Maine. Yes. Right? Eastern yes. Canada. Nova Scotia, Maine, Halifax. New Brunswick, Halifax. Newfoundland, like the dog. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so one he of the says, bishops, one of the bishops up there in New Brunswick has said, "Oh no, no getting into the mass, no getting into the church unless you show your, your passport, your passport, your green card." Yeah. Bless me, Father, for I have forged. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so you have and to I laugh have, at it. And, it's so. And ridiculous. I am six inches away from your ear right now. <laughs> You have to laugh at it. You have to mock it because it's so over-the-top ridiculous. It is like a Monty Python. Yes, it is. Yeah. Except you probably can't make a Monty Python movie about this no, anymore. No, because, because it's true. Because it's, it's true. true, and you would be shut down faster than. And it's the old saying goes, you know, this is so hilarious, it's just sad. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and... But you know what? Someone else asked me, you know, what is it? So what does that mean, fully vaccinated, right? Does it mean that you got both shots? I've got next month's booster already. Right, you already got next month's booster. Well, they're on booster number four now, so are we, I mean. No, but I heard what it means is, like, if you get your, whether it's your one-shot Johnson & Johnson or whether it's your two-shot Pfizer Moderna, you are not considered fully vaccinated until two weeks later. Now, think about that. So why why did they say you're not fully vaccinated right away? You've got to let that shot sink in for two weeks, and then you're fully vaccinated. When do most adverse reactions happen to that shot? Oh, within those two weeks. Within those two weeks. So now they can say, oh, no, look at that. That person was thing. unvaccinated. Good That's why they got died. it when you did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. So I can't go to, I just can't go, you know. So your trip to Rome is canceled? My trip to Rome is canceled. And your trip to New yeah. Brunswick? canceled come on yeah Yeah. are you going tom to new brunswick yeah or rome i wouldn't mind going for the salmon oh well that's you know some lobsters or yeah that'd be good whatever so i think anybody looking for a business opportunity i think forged vaccine passports is the way to go yeah (laughs) here we are (laughs) i think that's if the irs is listening i never never said that that's so another Patrick, verse in Colombians. Patrick Madrid sent me uh, a text uh, in the recent times that we're listening. We'll, we'll have a delayed playback here. But he says, you know, Tom, it's going to be this way at uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and maybe trick-or-treat for Halloween. You know, are you coming up trick-or-treat? Are you vaccinated? Right. No. Show, show me your pass, kid. <laughs> It's a it's a real trick. It's a real trick. It's a real trick. It's a real trick. There's some really good Halloween costume ideas coming out. Oh my goodness! I bet there are. I'm gonna go as As a syringe card. I could see you as a syringe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You could have a squirt gun. Yeah, (laughs) you could squirt at. Yeah, funny. 
Is that a needle on your head, or are you just here to vaccinate me? <laughs> Did you see? We might have to take the first break here before we finish. Okay, we've all lost control in the studio. We need, I don't we need know. someone to call in and distract us. Were oh. we tired? I mean, we must still have a hangover from the Altman event or something. We're just flippy. <laughs> Did you see, was it Fauci that said, or it was someone at the NIH, I think, that said, to use a blowgun and go around and shoot oh, blowguns yeah. into people. Yeah, but did you see the guy who said it? No. He had a bone through his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and he was holding chicken feet in his hand. Oh, nice, you know? nice. As opposed to the chicken itself. Yes, yes. Come here, we got to blow into your neck. Well, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry, so we might as well mock it, right? We got to mock it, it. because it's just silly. It's just silly. It's silly. I. uh... For all of you who have been watching the mainstream media and getting all uptight and tense, if you want to unwind, call us for the next (laughs) recording. We'll invite you in here, and you'll feel a whole lot more relaxed. Well, and, you know, as we continue this discussion as it regards Pope Francis, you know, there's still a fallout from his plane ride home. And um, where was he again? I, uh, Slovakia. Slovakia. Hungary, it was Hungary the uh, Eucharistic Conference, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Congress, conference. Anyway, he, um, one of his lashings out was at a major, large American Catholic news outlet. Um, and he, That narrowed it down. Yeah, that narrowed it down. Mm-hmm. but To one. To one, which, you know, EWTN which has been founded by Mother Angelica, God bless her soul. And he said that they are the work of the devil. He personally, and just want to clarify here, he didn't name the network. Um, I wasn't convinced that it's necessarily EWTN. Oh, who do you think it might be? I actually think it might be Church Militant TV. And why do you think that? Because EWTN um, does the masses, and they're... Most of their programming doesn't really cover the mainstream media news as it affects the church unless it's Raymond Royal's show in the Papal Posse. Um, so th- that would be the connection. Church Militant has done investigative reporting in almost 100% of the things that they have done. And so they are just going after the jugular to bring the truth to the people. So that's that's the only reason I think it is, because they've had some pretty telltale stories. They've brought out all the scandals. They've brought the it backbone. Could, it could have gone either way. It could have been... Yeah. Could have been Michael uh, right. Voris. Could have been uh, Michael uh, Warsaw. Right. Uh, yeah, Remnant TV. Could have been Remnant TV. Michael Matt. Michael Matt. Another if, Michael. If you're, if you're Michael, you could have been any of you. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> I just have this vision of of the uh, badge of honor of the three Michaels fighting, saying, no, it was me. It was me. <laughs> no, wait, <laughs> no, I want to be doing the work wanna, of the devil. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Here's something on that note, though. I'll, I'll make this prediction. The year is 2021, and I will say that in the, pick a number, five years, in the next five years, anyone who has a uh, Catholic newspaper, magazine, blog site, podcast, radio, television, whatever it is, if you're in the business of being Catholic per se, you're going to have to make a decision do you teach and preach the magisterium, sacred tradition, 
and sacred scripture, or are you going to be a mouthpiece publishing press releases for the bishopric? You will not be able to do both. And, and what, what makes you make that prediction? I see uh, that we're just moving down inexorably toward that point in time where the mainstream media, uh, what was portrayed in the book, the movie, 1984, the first, the first step in every totalitarian regime is to bastardize the language, change the meaning of the language, to control the messaging of the language. Uh, we've got the technology, we talked about the tradition, we didn't even talk about the electronic social medias. So there's already been blackouts on YouTube and uh, in fact, we were knocked off YouTube. We were. We were a badge of honor. We were. <laughs> we were knocked off YouTube. That's wonderful. So I guess they're listening. Um, so the, the first step in every totalitarian regime is to control the narrative and the news outlets. And there's a reason why the First Amendment to the Constitution that begins the Bill of Rights is freedom of speech, freedom of assembly and association, and uh, freedom of religion. And those are under attack, in case you hadn't noticed, those are under attack. And, uh, you know, they, they can't take that away. That, those are what was outlined in the Declaration, inalienable rights, which means they come to us from God. They are not given to us by governments. In fact, this government was formed where the people in the Constitution said, this is what the government shall do, the federal government. What wasn't given to the federal government was reserved to the states, and the people reserve all the rest of the rights, including those enumerated in the Bill of Rights. We still have a few, wait, we handed out hundreds of those pocket constitutions. Oh, constitutions. I just had a woman downtown Dubuque send in a uh, note. She wants 50 of them. I don't know what she's going to do, but have at it. Go for it. But uh, I, th I think this is where it's going here. Uh, well, you could be right. I mean, Pravda, everybody knows Pravda, and because you have to control the message. What's right? Pravda? The Russian um, uh, state media. Yeah, spelled, mm -hmm. uh, it's different, -R. M S N B C. Yeah. You spell it C-N-N. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it is true. I mean, they, you know, you, you catch the media, and they, you have them doing your bidding, and people don't realize that, so they think they're still listening to news. Mm -hmm. Well, so much was news. People turn the TV on in the morning to get ready for work or whatever they're doing or their calendar, whatever it says on the calendar. It's on all day, whatever they're doing, they're listening to it in the background. And in the evening, they're sitting down and watching their programs. So they're they're inadvertently being sure they, they indoctrinated with whatever. Right. That they think they're listening to news, right. like objective news, and they don't even realize 
that it's slanted and biased even the tones that people use in their you know the words that they stress i mean mm-hmm. they could make it sound like and then a fly landed on my nose and everybody's outraged you know so yeah. they can even yeah. use their there should like, be a law against that there yeah. should be a law against that so um but you know ironically uh, i just read something the other day pravda in russian means truth oh sure <laughs> Sure. Right, right. Sure. It's like Orwell's 1984 all over again, the Ministry of Truth, or mm-hmm. was it Brave New World, or whichever. They're both in in play right now. But it's like, oh, it's called Truth. Not to be confused with Monty Python's Minister of Funny Walks. <laughs> we should start something like that again. Yes. <laughs> well, to continue to give you some fodder for your other Monty Python things, mm. um, another headline that came out is a U.S. prelate warns of trans transgender individuals in seminary as seminary hold it hold it hold it it. what did you just say a u.s prelate (laughs) (laughs) i said headlines not fantasies come on what's going on No, dead serious actually it's archbishop jerome listecki are you kidding? What's no. that? what's Archbishop? He's in Milwaukee. He's in Milwaukee. And, right, right. And uh, he's warning his brother bishops and all those who are involved in ordinations and seminary uh, training and so on and so forth is um, he had discovered known cases of trans individuals who have come in to go be a priest, and they discovered them though before ordination. So, so they they were already admitted to minor seminary. Already admitted to major seminary, and they were a they heartbeat. Were not ordained. They were a heartbeat away from the laying on of hands. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's how I take it. In more than one instance, because the letter says we are made aware of instances. Yeah, plural, plural. plural. So how many times has this happened? And he just told everybody, you know, make sure all your candidates are male. <laughs> I mean, isn't that... that. There's going to be another phone pass for that, isn't there? So we can go down No, no, we we are right at a break here. And and we are breaking off right now. Colleen Pasnick. Janet Wigner. I think I'm Tom Oglesby. We'll be back after this. Hi again, everybody. You're back at the Chatter here on FM 98.3. I'm Tom Oglesby. I'm Janet Wagner. And Colleen Pasnick. And we've got some some news here. I won't say how long that break was because uh, (laughs) we needed oxygen. (laughs) Well, some really super news is Cardinal Burke has put out on his email system or his notifications that he is on the mend. He appreciates everyone's prayers. Um, He's doing very well. My understanding in the email is that he has um, called his secretary from Rome to come in and help him with correspondence and any of the needs that he has as far as um, the business side of things. And he's staying in a home that's equipped to help him recover, and the secretary is part of that. So it has got a modern-day miracle here. He was in intensive oh, care. Yeah, modern-day miracle. Was it true that he had like a 5% recovery rate? Well, if you can believe any of the... Right. Uh, the blogs, the deals here. I don't but know. But he himself said he didn't think he was going to survive it. Well, he asked for prayers. He didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to. What was the uh, line in Vegas? Did they put a Burke line out there I don't in know Vegas? if there was a Vegas had a line, an over and under, or what the um, what it was. But a nicer priest you couldn't meet. Right. He's gentle, an awesome man. Gentle soul, right? Yeah. Gentle soul. 
He's they, promoted so many things, you know, like with Our Lady of Guadalupe, the shrine in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Honestly, folks, if you have never been to the shrine in on the south side of La Crosse, go. It's just a great day. You can spend an hour there. You can hey, spend there's an, an idea. There. Maybe we should take a, a group up from the radio station here. Tom's got a, tr- uh, what do you have? You've got that you got silver, a silver bullet. bullet out in your driveway, an air streamer. I borrowed it from gypsies. No, gypsies. Well, we yeah. could get 20 in there then. <laughs> All right, so next pilgrimage to um, the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So I got a call the other day from a an Anglican bishop who is taking a who has taken, has taken, past tense, a pilgrim of, of his, his group, his um, congregation, if you will, to Our Lady of Guadalupe yeah. at La Crosse. What wow. a beautiful Conversions. place. Yes. Conversions. Conversions. That's awesome. That's I, awesome. That's beautiful. I only whispered that loudly to him here. What a great man. What a great man. So what how far man. is it to La Crosse? Ooh. Three hours. Do you want... <laughs> it's... No, it's not. It's, I thought it was two... Two hours and 15 minutes. If you're The way you driving. drive, it's two hours and 15 <laughs> minutes. It's three hours. I go early. There's no traffic. <laughs> and a beautiful drive up along the Mississippi. Yeah. So it's a great time right now to go. Pretty soon the leaves are going to be turning. Well, yeah. actually, when this airs, I think it'll be peak season, early yeah, October. it will be. And one of the things that I really like it is you can attend Mass. You can um, pray at all of the... Um, Beautiful artwork that's in the church. And the, the church will blow you away. The stations cross going up the side of the hill. The yeah. stations, the outdoor the rosary. rosary, the memorial to the unborn. Mm-hmm. Yep, they've got the, um, um, uh, what's that chapel halfway up? Is it called the, it's not the, oh, the candles, all the candles. What's that chapel called? Um, I don't remember the name of the chapel, but it has the. The votive chapel. Maybe. It's the votive chapel that has all the apparitions of Mary in it. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. the major ones, Fatima, mm-hmm. Lourdes, mm-hmm. Um and then they also have an icon that's in stained glass there. So it's incredibly beautiful. And the other thing is, is the, it's a pillar of votive candles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something. If you've never been there, that's it's definitely a, a destination point. Yes. Confessions. And you know what? I know a lot of people that like to go to confession out of town where there's yeah. no chance that the priest is going to recognize their voice. So yeah, you'll know me, that. but I won't hear your confession. <laughs> Hi, you're the guy on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And a nice um, uh, little cafeteria and a gift shop. And right. it's definitely, definitely worth a trip up to La Crosse. And the people that volunteer to help out with, when you arrive are just incredible. They're just good holy souls, and they're excited to have people come and visit. So mm-hmm. so we're happy that Cardinal Burke is on the mend. and Very, very happy about that. That's answered prayer, so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mary. Um, one of the favorite things that I love about Cardinal Burke is he his constant devotion to Our Lady. Mm. Yeah, and I just I think that's wonderful. And you had something, Colleen. weren't you going to talk about something with the rosary? Well, October's the month of the rosary. Yes. So, and I'm sure all our above average listeners already knew that, that mm-hmm. October is the month of the rosary. And dovetailing with the month of the rosary, did you all see the news that EWTN, Relevant Radio, and the Napa Institute are joining forces to encourage everybody to pray the rosary every day? Um, was it for the month of October, I think? At least. Yeah. At least. To get people praying the rosary every day. In U.S. Grace Force with Father Heilman and Doug mm-hmm. Berry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall is saying, you know, if you don't say the rosary every day, you're just not on the team. And I, I kind of like that. <laughs> well, she said it first. Oh, Mary? Yeah. Yeah, she did say it first. 
So yeah, so October is the month of the rosary, and this program should be airing on the 9th and 10th, the weekend of the 9th and 10th, and we are going to have a rosary rally coming up at Nativity um, on the Yes, 16th. Our Lady of Fatima rosary crew on the 16th. Now this, we, we should mention this here because a lot of the rosary rallies are at noon, and this is not noon. This is, is it 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock. I think the church was busy until 1, so yeah, 2 o'clock. So mark your calendars, 2 o'clock, Saturday, October 16th at Nativity. And I think it's going to be in the Rosary Garden, which the famous Janet Wegner of the Chatter was instrumental in designing and planting and making happen. I had a lot of great help. Yep. Yeah. Rosary Garden with rosary seeds. Yep. Rosary rosary bead seeds. Bead seeds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot of good things for the rosary. And, you know, people sometimes complain about the rosary. Well, it's so boring. I just say the same thing over and over and over. So um, I, I would ask people to be open to praying the rosary and not think of it as saying the same thing over and over and over and over. You right? know what? I heard it as one time, and I always remember this, and it made me think of being childlike. Is when you pray the rosary, yes, it's probably boring. You're, you are saying the same thing over and over. But it's like this. Do you remember when you were a little kid and you'd ask one parent and they'd say, go ask your mother or go ask your father. But to me, you knew that if you really needed something, you'd go to mom. And the rosary is constantly being that little kid that is yanking on her, her sweater or her skirt saying, mom, 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 exactly, mom, 50 times. Do you exactly. think Mary's not going to listen? Well, that, exactly. that was the opening prayer of the Memorarium, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, protection. implored mm-hmm. thy help, help, or sought thy intercession mm-hmm. was left unaided. And she told us at Fatima, you know, everybody wants to jump on the bishops and the pontiffs for not consecrating uh, Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Mm-hmm. And by the way, deservedly so. You had one right. thing to do. Yeah. It's say, right? You I consecrate Russia. Yeah. So you, uh, anyway, so you're not getting off of that. But there was a second part to it, when she said to all of us through the three peasant children, in uh, Jacinta, uh, Lucia, and Francesco, pray the Rosary daily. Yeah, you know how they were praying it. Yeah, because they wanted to get kids. through it fast, and they were seven, eight, and ten. Yeah, they, they prayed it like this: Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. The ten abri- times the abbreviated, the abbreviated version. version yeah, but you know what? I have heard adults say that they had contests to see how fast they could pray the rosary, which isn't uh, necessary. No, it's not necessary, and I think a lot of those people are auctioneers now. I think they are. It's like, what did they say? Yeah, know. the fastest rosary prayer prayer that is still uh, licit and and understandable and reverent is Vince Mize. He's awesome at that, isn't he? He can do a 15-minute rosary and still say it with reverence, enunciation, and and whatever. He's the man. That's incredible because I find when I do it myself, when I'm by myself, if I do a full rosary, and I'm not talking about all 15 decades. I'm just talking about one five, rosary, the mystery. five. If I'm really contemplating the mysteries and really trying to pray and not be distracted and compose myself, I'm at 40 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. 15 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. But let's go deeper on on, uh, some of this here because Fatima ties into the promises and it ties into the first Fridays and the first Saturdays. It ties into uh, uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque. It ties into the 12 promises. And... um, these are all private revelations. They're not. They're not, they're all approved. They're not necessary to the faith. Uh, public revelation ended with the death of the last apostle, who is John Saint John. But you know, to discount the fact that other saints, including our Blessed Mother, have been sent, uh, should not be discounted here. So let, let's let's go deeper on this. This, this is rich. It is very rich, and it's and it's how many hundreds of years old? Saint Dominic. I mean, what was he in the twelve hundreds or thirteen hundred? Mm. It's it's an ancient ancient prayer, and it is so simple that even a child can learn it. Um, and so, one of the things you know, Mary has promised. She has put promises uh, to people who pray her rosary, and to me, that's a motivator. That's a motivator. We talked in an earlier episode about how the very first promise that she made was whoever prays the rosary shall receive signal graces. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if remind you, us what those are again. So, if you have a decision to make and you don't know what to do, or if you need to go in a certain direction and you're not sure which direction God wants you to go through, to Mary will give you those signals. She will tell you turn here turn your life this way go here make this decision and it's not obviously going to be the voice of mary but you're going to turn on your radio and it's going to be on the radio and you go oh that's just a coincidence yeah but our our lady talks to us and she promises us that she will give us those signal graces now what mother would not help her child if her child had a decision to make or a test coming up. And she says so. She says in, the, what is it, the end of the litany of the First Friday devotions, am I not your mother? Mm-hmm. That every time I pray that, it's just like, am I not You know, I, talk, it's I so know we tender. talked about this, about not going through all 15 promises. I think we need to go through all 15. Okay. Yeah, okay. I do. Because I, number two, I promise my special protection and greatest graces to all those who recite the rosary. I'm going to go through these and we can talk. Rosary shall be a powerful armor against hell, destroys vices, decreases sin, and defeats heresy, which might explain why some people don't like praying it. Mm -hmm. It will cause virtue and good works to flourish. It will obtain for souls the abundant mercy of God, withdraw the world and its vanities, and will lift them to desire eternal things. What does this mean for souls? The soul which recommends itself to me by the recitation of the rosary shall not perish. doesn't get a whole lot more powerful than that. Whoever recites the rosary devoutly, I guess 40 minutes counts, Janet, uh, (laughs) applying himself to the uh, consideration of its sacred mysteries, and we're going to talk mysteries when we're done here because I don't think that they know the 15 or 20 mysteries, shall never be conquered by misfortune. God will not chastise him in his justice. He uh, shall not perish uh, by an unprovided death. 
he shall remain in the grace of God and become worthy of eternal life. This is better than the warranty from uh, GM. Yeah, that's a whole one to unpack right there. Yeah, it is. Whoever shall have a true devotion to the rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church. Mm. Those who are faithful to recite the rosary shall have during their life and at the death at their death the light of God and the plentitude of his graces at the moment of death they shall participate in the merits of the saints in paradise. I shall deliver from purgatory all those who have been devoted to the rosary. Number, I didn't number these. This is number 10. The faithful children of the rosary shall merit a high degree of glory in heaven. That's like getting an upgrade. upgrade. Uh, 11. You shall obtain all you ask for of me by the res- recitation of the rosary. Number 12. All those who propagate the holy rosary shall be aided by me in their necessities. Is this a propagation right now? Mm-hmm. Number 13, I have from my divine son, all the advocates of the rosary shall have four inter- intercessors, the entire celestial court during their life and at the hour of our death. 14, all who recite the rosary are my sons and brothers of my only son, Christ. And number 15, Devotion to my rosary is a great sign of predestination. Aren't those amazing? 15 amazing promises for a 20-minute prayer, a half-hour prayer. I mean, that's a pretty good investment. Janet, you worked in investments. That is a pretty darn good investment. Well, and it's an investment, too, when you look at it with that analogy is you have to, you can't just rattle off prayers. That doesn't count. Actually, that can work against you. Sure. But if you pray this devotionally, give it your best. Even if you can't get a whole one in, maybe pray some of it in the morning, some of it in the We've afternoon. You've got to start somewhere. you got to start somewhere. <coughs> but I think, you know, these these are so impressive to me. I mean, I've read these before, but just even rereading them again, I mean, like one of the things that our culture right now, they don't think hell exists. That's right. That's right. But we know the truth, that hell right. does exist. Hell does exist. And, you know, and I've unfortunately been around people who have died, and um, I lost both my parents. But our family prayed the rosary with both of them at the time of their death, and we had priests come in and give them the last rites. And I am convinced that that's because of our prayer and faith life and, and trying to do the right thing in those moments. And... um you know, it was awesome. Um, it was amazing. Can I share a quick story? Sure, go right ahead. Actually, when my mom was dying, we were praying the rosary, and she was pretty much ready to meet Jesus at any moment. She was out of it. Um, she might express something, but she just was not all there, like so many patients are who are in hospice and are near death. Anyway, all of a sudden, we were praying the rosary, and she sat up, and she just blurted out to everybody in the room she said i see the trinity oh wow and i've never forgotten it because and then as she was saying it i had the wherewithal to say mom what do they look like and she just she just was so in awe i mean it was incredible an an incredible experience to be even me there she said oh they are beautiful and Hmm. it was just 
it just struck me to my core. So anyway, wow. just wanted to share that that this is real. <laughs> it is real. And any one of these 15 promises, like you were just talking about your mom. I mean, she says that you will be aided at the hour of your death. Oh, yeah. And that is itself in the Hail Mary prayer. But, you know, that is a great story, a great example of um, the benefits of praying the rosary. And at our deathbed, we're all going to wish we had prayed more rosaries. I'll just tell you right now. Right. We're all going to wish. No one is going to say, dang, I wish I hadn't prayed so many rosaries. I wish I had noodled around on the internet a little more. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to say that. But really, any one of these promises is worth praying the rosary every day. Any exactly. one of them. But, you know... Um, the one that I, and I guess I really don't, there's not really time to, we only have about 10 seconds left in this. So we, I'm not we're going to take a break. That's Colleen Pasnack, Janet Wagner's with us. I'm Tom Oglesby. We'll be back with the third segment right after this. We're back in the studios. This is FM 98.3 KCRD. You're listening to the Chatterbox. Colleen Pasnick? Wait a minute. I don't like that you had me say my name right after you said Chatterbox. It didn't catch Wait. on right away, did she? <laughs> Janet, you saw the look on her face. I did. You? I couldn't help but giggle. I'll get you. The listeners were not fooled, shall we say that. Hey, we had you got stomped all over by the clock on the break time there here let's we were talking about um graces the hour of death all yep. of that let's all those go. promises that uh, uh that our lady gave to uh, people that pray the rosary the 15 promises that tom read in the last segment and they're beautiful and any one of them is worth praying the rosary every day one of the things though that i um want to point out one of those promises is uh, number seven whoever shall have a true devotion for the rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church and that might sound like a little thing but it's huge you know at the hour of our death which which that phrase is even in the hail mary so we say that 50 times in the rosary Mm -hmm. but at the hour of our death we are making this great leap from this world to eternity Mm -hmm. a huge leap and we're going to need all the help that we can to get across that chasm, um, because I know it's I not, we have a reasonable hope no. that all people leap the chasm. No, that's almost heretical. And that is uh, that, if it isn't, it ahead. is heretical. I think universalism. I think isn't that the one that says everybody goes to heaven? Everybody does not go to heaven. That's what does right. our Lord say? No, we want everybody to go to right. heaven. We want God everyone wants to be everybody saved, to go to heaven. But you have to participate to get there, and that means following the church. But you've got a free will. Free will, that darn free will. So, um, in fact, what does Christ Himself say about that? He says the road to destruction is broad, right. and many there are who go that way, yep. while the road to eternal life is narrow, and few there are who enter and then what does he say strive to enter the narrow narrow gate gate. no one i mean strive that means work hard no one just accidentally happens to die and fall into heaven and for the rich it'll be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of the needle that's right so we really need to work at it but to think that reciting this rosary every day means that you our lady promises that you will not die without the sacraments of the church that's like the rocket booster on your behind to get you over to the right side of eternity yeah and that's what we're all going to need at at our at our dying days we are all going to need those sacraments 
Um, so think you. So that's a guarantee. You're you're not going to die without the sacraments of the church. That's huge. That is huge, especially coming out of this pandemic where churches were closed and people died without the sacraments. They died with priests saying, "Nope, can't help you." My bishop is not allowing us to do that. And that is such a travesty of justice. And for all of our listeners, I want to be sure that if you are in a situation where maybe a loved one is dying, please remember to call the priest. Please remember that. And also ask the priest to please give the apostolic pardon. Yeah, that's it a good point. It is part of the anointing of the sick, the last rites, extreme unction, whatever you remember it being called. But there is a special pardon that can be given at the end of one's life, right? So it's it's toward the end of life, and it is the the forgiveness of all sin. It's all purgatory time is wiped away. All purgatory wiped away in the apostolic pardon. It's a special blessing that they can give and it's like one sentence it's not very long well and the other thing that's neat about that is so many people wait until the last minute and they think well you know they're going to die here pretty soon so then we'll get the priest because they're thinking in terms of funeral i am the first one to tell you please well not first but only or not the only but what i'm trying to emphasize the most is as soon as you realize a situation is grave as soon as you realize a situation is grave your first call should be to your priest. Yes. And they can give that sacrament of the sick more than once. More if than you once. take a downturn, they can give it again. But the right. apostolic pardon is meant for that last blessing. Right. And some priests that were trained well give it. You mm-hmm. don't have to ask them. But other priests don't just automatically give it. So I don't know. I think I'm going to tattoo across my chest or forehead apostolic pardon, page 147. Right? Would that be with your DNR? Yeah, with my <laughs> right with my luck, they'll change the book by then. And I'll get the blessing for animals or something by then. So, but really, make sure that your loved ones get that apostolic pardon. It's a great grace that the church gives her um, members who are passing into the next world. And one of the most beautiful things about this is to see priests who are the sons of Mary. They're the anointed sons of our Blessed Mother is to be able to witness what they are so beautifully equipped to do. And it is an incredibly beautiful experience. And you want that. I'd I'd want that for everybody. I'd want it for everybody. And I, you know, you don't often hear the priest talk about hell. And I know there was a time in the church where it seemed like all they talked about was hell and focused on hell and everybody's going to hell and it was all fire and brimstone. But the fact of the matter is it's very charitable to talk about hell. Um, I want to be warned if I'm go if I'm walking down a path and there's a big pit in the path that's I want to be forewarned about it so that I can change my direction, right? We all want everyone to go to heaven, but like Janet said earlier, there's free will, and so yeah, I would love to hear priests talk about hell and why we don't want to go there, how we can avoid it, why we want to turn around. Um, but unfortunately, what's a mortal sin? What's a mortal sin, and will one mortal sin keep me out of heaven? Yes. Yes, it will. Right? And we need to hear that so that we can amend our lives. I mean, that's right. the whole point, not to beat people up, but so we can amend our lives. But I know, you know, we just had this event here um, recently in Dubuque. The um, KCRD had their fall fundraiser, and we invited many canceled priests. And it was shocking to me to hear that some of those priests were canceled 
because they spoke about this very thing that not everybody's going to heaven, that hell is a reality, turn around, right? But their their uh, parishioners had been so poorly catechized and um, the truth not spoken to them for so long that they were upset to hear that that not everybody goes to heaven. Yeah, it's reality, folks. Not everybody is going to heaven and it's your choice. So it was nice in a way to know that there are some good priests out there that are still preaching the hard truths of our faith for our salvation. And routinely, it's not like a one and done either from the pulpit and they're just trying to cover a topic. This is part of their spirituality. They're the Catholic Church, the spirituality of the Catholic Church, the of the true magisterium, the truth is so ingrained in these wonderful, holy and good priests they can't keep themselves quiet. That's how they're ministering to all of us, whether it's a funeral, a wedding, or from each Sunday Mass, or daily Mass, whatever it might be. But yeah, it was a treat to really get to meet and know some of these at this event this past week. Yeah, so what, what Tom, we had like a record attendance for any of our fall fundraisers. Yeah, that, it was huge. Uh, seven, 800 people. Um, what a, what a, great crowd it was uh, coming from what five or six different states at least you know it was nine thirty at night when when things were wrapping up and a woman said to me gotta go headed back to des moines yeah oh my gosh <laughs> and all of the uh events uh, the recordings of the uh, talks are on the fm 98.3 kcrd website here so you can hear those oh thank you for saying that i've and, been asked by a lot of people yeah and uh, so go to uh, kcrd-fm.org, and you can hear those. Um, you might have to listen a couple of times. There was a lot of items. I mean, we had uh, Michael Voris speak as a surprise guest. Liz Yor uh, got to introduce herself to a lot of people who didn't know who exactly Liz was before all of that. A um, An address by... Cardinal, or uh, not Cardinal, Archbishop Vigano. We all want him to be Cardinal. Yeah. We keep yeah. wanting him Cardinal. Yeah. <laughs> a, a great item there. Uh, Mel Gibson dropped in by way of uh, video and, and dropped in for about six minutes there. And Steve Bannon. I haven't seen Steve's again here. You know, when I'm at the events, I, I don't do it. I saw him up on the screen, and uh, i got to make sure he's up on the Yeah, uh, I don't website. think that one's on the website yet. So maybe but, we'll see uh, if our guys can get that up see there. See if they can get that. And then Father Lovell from Rockford, Father John Lovell, did a marvelous job. And, he really did. And Father Altman was in here. and um, That's the best I heard Father Altman speak, and I've listened to him quite a few times with some of these events that he's been speaking at. Yeah, he does a nice job and uh, has a great following, and he's, he's in a tough position because preaching the truth is not awfully popular here. There's a white martyrdom that's going on with these people. That's well, one of it, his phrases, isn't it? Unto martyrdom, whether red or white. Yeah. It's right. one of his phrases. Yeah. So there we are. And I think, uh, you know, it's it's real easy to um, talk about a lot of these things, but uh, there are some good bishops out there, and we need to pray for them. We need to pray for the perhaps not-so-good bishops here. Um, keep them in in mind. And, and when you say not to... You know that that sounds. You know nobody, nobody wants to talk poorly about a bishop, but they are the shepherds, and they do have. We we look to them to lead us. We look to them to provide the sacraments at the hour of our death, 
at our baptisms. It, it, you know, I, we, we've talked any number of the times. The families who have called us here at the station, uh, you know, uh, somewhere angry, somewhere lost, you know, what, what do you do? Uh, children not baptized, weddings postponed, first communions that didn't happen. We, we've talked at length about this, and uh, we're still not out of the woods here. We're still not out of the woods. And one of the things that Father Altman mentioned uh, repeatedly in his talk was the fact that all the churches were closed, um, you know, for most of 2020. Mm-hmm. Right. And all the opportunities lost for the sacraments. Honestly, I, do, I don't know. I would probably be out of my mind if my mother died during that pandemic and she never got the sacraments. Oh, it, it would be so depressing. I would be livid. I think I would storm the door down and pull him out by his hair and say, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. We're taking that person. We're taking my mom home. You know, we're, we, she's got to get the sacraments. I mean, this, this, I can't emphasize enough. When these bishops do not do that and priests um, acquiesce, it's like, come on. We just read the 15 mysteries of the, or the promises of the rosary. We, these people, these people that died, so many of them were faithful, devoted rosary prayers to our Blessed Mother, totally embracing everything that she has. And I'm sure our Blessed Mother took care of her. But the thing is, is as laity, we have a duty. Because that was the other thing that came out in the in one of the talks. Mm-hmm. We have a duty. I think it was Michael Voris mm-hmm. that said we have a duty as laity to make these bishops accountable, basically. I'm kind of paraphrasing here because I can't remember it exactly. So you'll have to listen on the website. Canon 212. Yes. We have the duty as laity. And they did give a couple examples of what that might look like. Right. They did give a couple I think it was Vigano, actually, who who first said it that night, um, that you should tell your bishop not one more penny until we start hearing Catholic truce. Right. I liked how, again, it was one of the talks, they said, yeah, not one more penny to the bishop's funds, and that if you need to support your church, then directly write out your check to the utility company or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that'll, that'll make an impact. Mm-hmm. See, here's the reality here. The, uh, the bishops are, are uh, compromised based on the sexual abuse scandals here. In many instances, they're being blackmailed because, you know, there's been out-of-court settlements, billions, at least, at least $4 billion of church patrimony has been uh, squandered on settlements, court cases, legal fees and all of that and um, so they got to do something to stop the the bleeding here and uh, and it's a crime beyond belief it's horrendous here you you are right though about that blackmailing thing and Vigano said that in his address that one of the reasons that we have the bishops we do is because people promote people they know they can blackmail yeah but here's the other part of that here that is that is just terrific. And I don't mean to minimize anyone who has been abused sexually and emotionally, um, especially by those who we trust, priests and bishops. But the spiritual abuse that has been perpetrated on it, by that I mean the withholding of the truth that is not something, but someone. Christ is the truth. The, the uh, beauty of the uh, magisterium, 
of sacred tradition, of sacred scripture, and to twist it. I mean, it, 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 it's binary. It's either true or it's not true. So if, if you've twisted it and it's not true, it's, it's a lie. And to withhold that from all of us dwarfs those, in, in terms of numbers, those who have been abused, abused uh, sexually. The spiritual abuse. You know, how did Christ say it? Beware of those who can destroy the soul and not the body. It's one thing to abuse the body. And that's such a crime. But these ravenous wolves that are destroying the truth and withholding it here. And I think this is going to be, uh, you know, in the wake of what we've just seen in understanding what canceled priests are, what are the circumstances that lead to this, that the laity is going to have to rise up and demand that the truth that is someone, Jesus Christ, be preached in his church. Couldn't agree more. And that was one of the positive takeaways that I had from that night was just the number of people that thirst for Christ and the fullness of his teaching. I think the telltale sign of that was I was sitting towards the front and I had kind of an assessment of the whole crowd and uh, numerous times throughout many of the talks when kind of touchy topics were brought up. But when the speaker themselves delivered the truth on that particular topic, the crowd applauded constantly. And the other thing is, is I believe um, most of these speakers, especially Michael Voris and Liz Yor and James Altman, because they were in person, um, there were standing ovations and in la- in lasting. And, and to me, I mean, I know you can have a standing ovation anywhere, but the people are so hungry for the truth and they want to support the truth and they want to support the priest that brings the truth. And I think something in us recognizes the truth. We are hardwired we, that way. We're hardwired. The, it's written in our hearts. We all know we're sinners. And so for someone just to say, oh, everything's fine. <clears throat> we're all going to heaven. We all know that's not true at some level. So we appreciate when we hear those hard truths, even if they're hard truths, uh, because we're wired that way. And I think, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven. I mean, I'm not debating that at all. But what are you doing about it? Right? You got it. It's going to be worth any sacrifice, any any mortifications that we can make. We just got to get there. There's nothing more important in this life than living and dying well. So I think it's about time we uh, wrap up segment three here. And... Um, in the, in the wake of the event in September, the fundraiser. Uh, in prayer, I've been thinking that um, we really need to pray for bishops. Yes, we do. We really need to pray for bishops. So uh, in addition to our closing prayer, we're going to pray for some bishops here. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, our Father, please bring us holy bishops, all for the sacred and Eucharistic heart of Jesus, all for the sorrowful and immaculate heart of Mary, in union with St. Joseph. In 
the image of St. Athanasius, in the image of St. John Fisher, in the uh, image of Padre Pio. Glory be to the Father, and to, and the, to Son, the Son, and, and to, to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are the Chatter. We'll see you next week. Amen.